This is Dusted Rhodes, baby, telling you that during these hard times to keep it locked here to the best new, not so new, kind of new wrestling podcast of all time, Grab Us the Apples. You heard it here, folks, from the son of a plumber, Dusted Rhodes. That's right. Grab Us the Apples. <laughs> Welcome to Grapples and Apples, a podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you're doing your part in stopping COVID-19 by staying home and quarantining and all that good stuff. And unless you're in essential services like I am, and then you got no choice but to be out in this. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about, because that's not what we do here. We have maybe the shortest edition of Grapples and Apples podcast that we'll ever come up with today. Because with everything going on with COVID-19, there's not too much to talk about. As usual, you're listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. Let's grapple the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music and Apple Podcasts. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts, and today, I'm your only host. Will the Thrill, the Portarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because that's who I is. Now, unfortunately, my usual second-in-command, my right-hand man, my hetero life mate, such-and-such shades would be with me, or like we did last week, we'd be doing the remote thing, but he's feeling a little under the weather. Now, don't worry, he's, he's not symptomatic of COVID, he's got, you know, just not feeling well. So, we both agreed that, you know, he should get some rest, and he's going to take the, the, the night off, and... You guys are just going to have to deal with Will the Thrill in a solo journey. I'm sorry. It's just how it's going to have to be. It is what it is. But anyway, we do have some stuff to talk about. We're going to cover the news. Uh, WrestleMania is pretty much all we're talking about. We'll go over some stuff from Raw, some SmackDown, some AEW, some NXT, some controversy. Before we do any of that, got to ring that bell. All right, so... The main story going around right now with COVID-19 is all the wrestling promotions around the world, except for AEW and WWE, are pretty much on hiatus. So that's pretty much where all of our focus is going to be. With that being said, WWE, before we get into all of their, you know, their COVID issues and their WrestleMania issues... There is one minor bit of news that is not related to either WrestleMania or COVID-19. And that is that WWE and Netflix have released a trailer for The Big Show Show. Which apparently is a sitcom coming to Netflix that is going to focus around the one and only The Big Show. Now, I did not watch the trailer. I probably should have before we went on the air. But, I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I got no excuse. I, for one, being a wrestling dork, I will definitely catch the first episode and then being the lazy binger that I am will probably end up watching the whole series in one sitting but that's neither here nor there um you know I kind of I hope this goes well for the big show the guy's been with the company for god knows how long he's been a, a big ambassador and at his age and his size it's kind of difficult for him to to do the in-ring stuff so if he can transition to a sitcom actor that day do you big show do you now, 
for the important stuff, what we're really talking about, the meat and potatoes, the, the juice. WrestleMania is scheduled to take place one week from when this episode goes live. They're doing a two-parter, with tagline being, the first time ever, WrestleMania is too big for one night. So next Saturday will be night one. Sunday will be night two. With that being said, COVID-19 has wrecked havoc on WrestleMania in a number of ways. Number one, they had to cancel it being in their original venue, which is in Tampa Bay, where the Buccaneers play. I forget the name of the venue. It's like someone's name or something. I forget. I apologize. I mentioned it last week, but I forgot. Um, So that's number one. They moved it to the Performance Center in Orlando, which is going to be empty. So that's two. Split it up into two nights because they can't have that many people in the building on one night. So that's three. And now, more than anything, it's affecting their matches and their roster. So it was announced earlier this week that both Rainby Stadio and Dana Brooke, who were scheduled to have matches at WrestleMania, were both quarantined and are likely to miss WrestleMania. Dana Brooke is sick, but is not confirmed to have Corona, excuse me, COVID-19, same as Rainby Stadio. However, they have been replaced in their matches, or at least Dana Brooke has been dropped from her match. So instead of the six-pack challenge, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, it is now just going to be a fatal five-way elimination match. Rey Mysterio was part of the... I believe he was... No, I'm sorry. It was Andrade. And he's... That's a, we'll, talk, we'll talk about him, too. Uh, Andrade was supposed to set to face off with Angel Garza versus the Street Profits. That match is also now not going to happen because... Andrade apparently has suffered an injury. It's not COVID, but this is another unfortunate roster change or or matchup change that's going to happen due to the circumstances. Lastly, not Lashley. Lashley. Lastly, in terms of of big roster shakeups, probably the biggest, is it was reported that Roman Reigns has been pulled from the WrestleMania card. Now, I'm a little confused and concerned as to the timing of this all. So, according to the announcement, Roman Reigns was pulled from WrestleMania because of concerns relating to his past with leukemia. So, because leukemia is, you know, it's a blood cancer and <clears throat> they feel like it might, you know, he might be more susceptible to to having to suffer if he were to to um, come down with COVID-19. So he's pulled from the card. Now, what concerns me, or I guess bothers me, is that this is nothing new. Like, we knew Roman had leukemia. We knew COVID was a thing. Why are we only announcing his removal now? <clears throat> Furthermore... What really bothers me is this is another example of WWE pulling the old bait and switch. So tonight on SmackDown, to jump the gun a little bit, you know, I'm 
Listen, this episode's going to be a little over the place. Just bear with me. On this week, on, on tonight's episode of SmackDown, or last night, you know, because this is going live on Saturday, <clears throat> they aired the match between Roman Reigns and Triple H from WrestleMania 32. The lead-up to them airing the match the entire night was Michael Cole saying, ahead of Roman's big match versus Goldberg, we're going to replay one of the biggest modes of his career at WrestleMania 32. And that was the push the entire night. That they were airing this match because of the fact that Roman was going to be facing Goldberg this week. So despite the fact that it was announced yesterday, despite the fact that WWE knew that he was not going to be at WrestleMania, they still did this. Now, granted, I'm well aware of the fact that they, what WWE ended up doing was they recorded a bunch of stuff ahead of time. So this week's episode of SmackDown was not live. If I'm not mistaken, they recorded, they filmed Raw, SmackDown, WrestleMania, and then the Raw after WrestleMania all this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Because the idea is that Orlando's going to become more strict. Orange County, um, which is where Orlando is, is pulling the plug on the Performance Center and all like facilities. So, WWE will not be able to continue to do the live shows from the Performance Center following next week. If I'm not mistaken, that's the word. And so they, you know, they, they taped, they pre-taped the two episodes of Raw and SmackDown, NXT, the two nights of WrestleMania, and next week's Raw. So I guess theoretically, when they filmed this week's SmackDown, they didn't know they were going to pull Roman. But again, that's BS, because we've always known that Roman's battled leukemia in the past. So you knew that there was a risk of him with COVID. It doesn't make any sense. It's an old bait and switch. It's just another way to sell Roman versus Goldberg and then not give you Roman versus Goldberg. Instead, rumor has it that his replacement's going to be Braun Strowman. Now, I say rumor because the fact that this was pre-taped, there are some spoilers available. You might have to do some digging, but those in the know... The Dave Meltzers, the Ryan Satins, the, you know, the Tom Barrasso's, they know the deal. They, they, they all know the results of WrestleMania. So, if you do some digging, you might find out what happened. So, I'm saying this is a rumor because I did not, I'm not going down the well of spoilers. I don't want to read the spoilers. I don't want to know the spoilers. I'm hoping that this is not confirmed as a spoiler. I just read this as a report. Reporting. Braun Strowman to be replacing Roman Reigns. So I don't know it as fact because I did not look into the spoilers. Is what I'm basically trying to get at. Anyway, we move on. This week's Raw was the... Uh, not go-home show, but setting up for the go-home show. <laughs> the... Main thing that really came from this episode, in my opinion, 
was the I don't I don't want to call it stupidity, but the silliness that continues to be this feud between AJ Styles and The Undertaker. There's no heat, there's no merit, there's no logic. And now to make matters worse, ooh, excuse me. Now to make matters worse, AJ cuts a promo and and says that he's going to make this a match to bring back the dead man. He wants the dead man back. He was the Undertaker of yesteryear. So to do that, he's gonna he's gonna set up a match that's right in his wheelhouse. A boneyard match. Exactly. What? I don't know what a boneyard match is supposed to be or what it's supposed to look like. I've never heard of one. I don't know how this is an Undertaker wheelhouse match. Undertaker has two specialty matches, which is the Buried Alive match and the Hell in a Cell. Now, the Hell in a Cell has clearly been bastardized by the WWE. You know, they use it as a as a B-level gimmick pay-per-view, and everyone has a Hell in a Cell match, like, for a year, whatever. But you can still do, like, a Buried Alive match if you want to do something that's in the Undertaker's wheelhouse, I guess. Or, or a casket match. That's two, like, right there. You got you have the casket match or a Buried Alive match. Either way... Instead, we get this Boneyard match. Now, my thought and my theory is this. Because a lot of stuff is being pre-taped, and because you can only have X amount of people at any in any space at any given time, I'm thinking this is something that's going to be done off-site. I'm guessing this is something that's going to be done in, like, a secluded set that's designed to look like a graveyard or a quote-unquote Boneyard. I don't know. Maybe they're going to find an empty lot and just throw bones around somewhere. I have no clue. But that's my re- that's my thought as to the reasoning for the Boneyard match. I think they're going to do something similar with Cena and Wyatt where <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's not going to be in the ring. It's going to be like in some mystical woogly boogly doogly man place. I don't know. You know. I think WWE's trying to find ways to get around you know the the logistics of this all you know they're making it a two night event and i think part of and they they sold us as coming from different locations so i think that's kind of what they mean that way they can also limit the amount of people in the building for these wrestlemania matches on said nights <coughs> excuse me if um there's five cards five matches on the card for saturday but one of them is not on site, then, you know, that's at least two less people you have to worry about being in the building. So, that's definitely something that I think is what's going on, which makes you think that you're going to have AJ and Undertaker on one night, and then Cena and Wyatt on another night. Um... Let's see. Excuse me. I'm I'm a little congested. So bear with me. I apologize. So that was pretty much like the only thing that Raw really had to offer that I cared about. Um, there was a lot more wrestling on the show, which I definitely do appreciate. But 
the wrestling was like nonsense. You had Aleister Black versus a jobber. Um, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne versus the Street Profits. So basically the Street Profits versus a jobber team. Um, Andrade and Garza versus um, uh, Cedric Alexander. And, um, oh my god, I can't remember this guy's name. And Ricochet, excuse me. So, which is hilarious, because you have Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, who both were given, like, two weeks, and then dropped, like a bad habit. But, <clears throat> that seems to be, you know, Raw just wasn't, I'm not sure what they're setting up for, you know? I don't know what they're waiting for, I know things are rough with everything going on, but, I don't know, they, they haven't seemed to learn their lesson from last week. Moving on to Wednesday, um, I have to be honest, I didn't watch NXT. I don't even know what happened on NXT. I did, however, as always, watch AEW. And unfortunately for AEW, the ratings were down this week. According to the reports that I read, they their ratings dropped and NXT rose a little bit, but we're still in the, I think it was 800s for AW and then 600s for NXT. So AEW's still in the lead, but, you know, whatever. The point of, of this week's, eight, so AEW this week was a little different from last week. Last week they had, you know, part, they had wrestlers on both sides. They had heels and faces on opposite sides of the, of the ring, in the crowd, etc. <clears throat> this week this did not happen. This week... Again, I think as things start to buckle down even more in relationship to, you know, COVID-19 and what's going on, I think because of that, we're getting less and less people around. So they didn't have the crowd or they didn't have the wrestlers in the crowd this week. <clears throat> but I don't think the show suffered from that because I think what they just did, they just buried down and just had some good wrestling matches. We had Cody versus Jimmy Havoc. With uh, Kenny Omega on commentary, because Jr. I think they said Jr. Taz and um, oh my God, why am I forgetting his name? The dude with the mask. This is killing me. This is killing. Uh, whatever. When I remember, I'll come back to it. So Shivani and Kenny Omega are on commentary for Cody. And Jimmy Havoc's match. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Which, you know, Cody wins because duh. We have Darby Allen versus Kip Sabian, which Darby Allen wins because duh. Uh, we have Jake Hager in a match versus a jobber, Chico Adams. And you know what? It was what you need to do. You have to establish Jake Hager as a bruiser, as a big boy, as a heavy hitter. As, you know, the feared MMA guy. So they actually showed clips from his match, from his Bellator match. Um, and so his matches with Chico Adams did not last long. And, he, and, you know, and Jake Hager won with the same thing that he's been using, which is the uh, the head and arm triangle, which is smart. It's smart. I, I like the way that they're using that. So Jake Hager wins with, by referee stoppage because of that. Um, but here comes Moxley. So Moxie comes out, gets at Hager's face, and they start brawling. We have a paradigm shift. 
Um, we have Moxie kicking him, and you know, just nice fighty fight. They they has fight. Uh, we also have what is arguably the most controversial bit of the week, which I want to go more in depth into, so I'll save it for later. Which is a, a Brody Lee segment, which leads into a Brody Lee match versus QT Marshall. Brody Lee wins with the Discus Lariat because duh. And then in the main event, we had Kenny Omega versus Sammy Guevara for the Triple A Mega Championship, and a very good match, which should come to no surprise to anybody. Uh, which Kenny wins with the One Winged Angel. I like that he actually hit the One Winged Angel on Sammy. A it shows that, you know, he needs to bust out his finisher to beat Sammy. It keeps the Mega Championship looking important. And, you know, it's if we don't see the one-winged angel often, and then we do see it, it's a pinfall win, it's a good thing. Now, while that was the main event match of the night, the main event segment featured Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho. So first is just Jericho in the ring. And then Vanguard 1 shows up. And Jericho starts cutting a promo on Vanguard 1. <coughs> and then, before you know it, Matt Hardy appears in the balcony, the same place where he was last week. This is when it becomes a little goofy. Um, he starts to teleport from one level to the next level to the next level to the next level until he's, like, ringside, basically. The entire time... <sighs> So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just cynical and jaded, but like I'm watching Jericho, so I can see the cuts, and it's hilarious. You can see like his body moving position, as because you know clearly he had to stand there, wait for Matt to come all the way back, go all the way down to the next level, do the pose, film it, stop it, cut, go down to the next level, so on and so forth. So he's not going to be in the same exact spot every time. So. Kind of ruins the illusion of the teleportation, I guess. So, he comes down. <clears throat> fight breaks out. You know, Moxley comes down. Guevara comes down. Sammy Hagar comes down. Santana Ortiz. Kenny. Cody. Everyone in the world is in the ring. There's a fight. Uh, Matt Hardy summons the Pyro. That, like, stops Sammy and, and Jericho. In their place, like it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. That's how pretty much how the show goes off. Now, there are two things here that I want to get talk about in terms of AEW, and that's Matt Hardy and the Brody Lee segment. I'm all for. So I'm a little, I'm a little torn here because last week when Shades and I were talking about <clears throat> Matt Hardy and what they're gonna do. Um, so they can like not have too many people in the same place if they if they can't do it in Daly's place anymore, so on and so forth. And so my thought was, if because it's all gonna be pre-taped anyway, if during the live segment Matt has some wild declaration to teleport everybody, and then they cut to the pre-taped stuff, which was which would be at the Hardy Compound or wherever the case may be. <clears throat> Jeremy said that was too hokey. I thought it was fitting with the broken universe and the broken character 
It's what he was doing in Impact that got him over. You know, I figured AEW's thing has always been let the wrestlers be who they are. Let them be themselves. And if this is who Matt is in his current incarnation, then you have to let him do that. Now instead, they had him do the teleporting stuff in the arena. Now, my beef with this is that you can only do it so many times. Because once this whole COVID-19 thing blows over, and we go back to live shows with the crowd, you can't do this anymore. You can do the WWE teleporting stuff, where the lights go out, and then you appear somewhere else. But how can you do what Matt Hardy did and go from level to level to level to level to level? You can't. You can't do that stuff. So you've now given Matt Hardy an ability that once we go live in front of an audience, he can never use again. So that's I'm not really crazy about that. <coughs> I don't mind it in theory because it makes sense for Matt Hardy, but I don't think it makes sense for long term. Now, let's talk Brody Lee. So last week Brody Lee was was um revealed. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Was revealed as the exalted one. This week there was a video a vignette segment, whatever you want to call it, where <clears throat> Brody Lee's in a room wearing a suit, eating a steak dinner, flanked on both sides by you know his two cronies. He has Alex Reynolds on one side and John Silver on the other. The entire time he's talking about how the Dark Order are the lions of AEW and they have to prey on the weak, yada, yada, yada. John Silver goes to eat his dinner, goes to, like, starts cutting his steak, and Brody Lee yells at him, no one eats until I eat. I'm, I eat first. You can eat when I'm done. Gets rid of him. Then, and here's where the controversy comes. Alex Reynolds sneezes, at which point Brody Lee screams at him, tells him to get out. Get out of here, get out of my room, sneezing, what's wrong with you, blah, 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 blah. Now, this was interpreted by 99.9% of the wrestling community as a jab at Vince McMahon. Anyone who knows, knows that Vince is notorious for his lunacy... And part of that lunacy being that he hates sneezing. He sees it as a sign of weakness because you have no control over your body when you're sneezing. So he hates it. <clears throat> so people are putting two and two together and they're getting four. I, personally, did not see it that way. Maybe it's because I wasn't looking for it. But to me, I just took it as... Okay, Brody Lee is just playing this character who's just, like, nuts. And, like, he wants to, you know... He's the exalted one. He's the leader. No one no one does anything without his say-so. And on top of that, I took it as a sign of... I'm eating. How dare you sneeze at the table while I'm eating? I thought it was a matter of disgust. 
rather than him just being mad at the sneezing in general. <clears throat> However, like I said, the majority of the wrestling community did not see it that way. They all saw it as a jab at Vince McMahon. So, let's let's tackle that possibility. If it is, in fact, a jab at Vince McMahon, I'm not a fan. I think it's corny. I think it's low. I think it's beneath them. I think it's immature. And I think, okay, look, you made your point a million times. You made your point... You made your point with the Thronebreaker. You made your point <clears throat> last week even when Brody Lee said, you know, you're not the first old man to not believe in me, but you'll be the last to Christopher Daniels. So you've made your point. You've taken your shots. Like, let's move on now. Let's be AEW, the promotion that stands on their own two feet, instead of AEW, the promotion that takes shots at WWE. <laughs> So, I don't like that. However, however, in defense of AEW, <clears throat> there's a rumor that there are people within WWE who are very upset by the fact that AEW made fun of Vince McMahon. Now, if that's the case, I think whoever's upset within WWE, whether it's Vince or somebody else, can go fly a kite. Vince McMahon has in the past had no qualms in making fun of other people. He made fun of Ted Turner. He made fun of Goldberg with Gilberg. He, you know, he's they've done so many parodies over the years taking shots at other people. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you can't take the fire, it's out of the kitchen. You can't deliver... Like, you can't throw, you know, 100-mile fastballs at someone's head but not be willing to, to, you know, answer the bell when someone comes up knocking. Like, that's that's not how that works. If you want to take shots and, and parody everyone under, 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 everyone under the sun over the last 40 years or plus, well, you two have every right to take a shot on the chin. So, while I didn't like this segment... If someone in WWE was upset by it, or if somebody was upset on behalf of WWE, even fans. If you're a fan and you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. they should be making fun of me, man. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Go fly a kite. If your issue is with AEW, not doing what's best for AEW the way my thought is, cool. I'm, I, I'm on board with you. I don't think they should do this. I think they're above this. But if your issue is you're offended on behalf of Vince McMahon, man, go 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 somewhere else with that nonsense. I ain't trying to hear all that. That's nah. You you can't. The, the street has to go two ways. I'm not playing that mess. <clears throat> so let's move on to Friday night SmackDown. Now, truth be told, SmackDown wasn't too bad. Again, they did a lot of focusing on wrestling and on progressing stories. That I think that's where professional wrestling as a whole excels. They open with so they open with Sasha and Bailey doing a promo segment which involves 
of course, the, you know, the, um, the carousel of superstars who interrupt each other and come out and blah, blah, blah. <coughs> so Lacey Evans comes out, Sasha, I mean, um, Naomi comes out, Tamina comes out, they all get in their stuff, whatever. But this segment only took about 15 minutes as opposed to the traditional 20 to half an hour. So this is whatever. You had, um, my order might be a little wrong, so forgive me. But Asuka versus um, Alexa Bliss in a straight-up singles match that was perfectly acceptable. You had um, Drew Gulak versus Shinsuke. And if Gulak won, Daniel Bryan would face Sami Zayn at WrestleMania for the IC Championship. Perfectly fine match. Won by Drew Gulak. Um, what else? The only thing that, there was one segment that I didn't like, which was Elias is performing a song against Baron Corbin, about Baron Corbin. Corbin comes out. They're on some, like, elevated perch nest kind of thing. This is where Triple H was making that, the speech in the first, um, pre-taped SmackDown. I'm sorry, the first SmackDown um, from the Performance Center. And so they're fighting up there, and then they they do a bit where Elias is hanging or dangling from the outside of the nest. Baron Corbin hits him, and he quote unquote falls all the way down on his back to the mat. But the way like the camera was set up, obviously like there was a mat. He found the mat. It was pre-taped, so they cut it so that it looked that way. Super cheese. Wasn't crazy about that. Whatever. <laughs> Um, we had the, they, they had set up more about Dolph and Otis, which, I don't know, I think they still have a chance to salvage this feud, but I think they're going in the wrong direction. So, they had Otis quote-unquote stand-up Mandy, so now all of a sudden she's with Dolph. Last week, he showed Otis the pictures of them together as a couple. Otis lost his mind. This week, Otis attacks him. Dolph challenges him to a WrestleMania match. Later on, Sonya Deville and Dolph are talking. Mandy comes out. She's like, hey, why do you have to do that to Otis? Why do you have to, like, you know, leave him alone? You're going over the top. You're doing too much. And he's like, you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. She's like, if you want to have a match with him, fine. I don't care. But don't make it a fight about me. I'm not surprised to be fought over. Now, here's my thing. That makes no sense. Mandy, they're obviously fighting over you. Just because you tell them not to doesn't mean it's not like... You are the sole motivation for this feud. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And it's because of the way you played Otis. Because one minute you like him, enough to go on a date with him, and the next thing you know, you're dating Dolph. Now, they mentioned... That he got that she stood him that she got stood up again, which is the key here. This is the key to making this feud mean something again. They have to go down that route. They have to let Otis and Mandy have the conversation about being stood up because he got a text saying she'd be late, which is why he showed up late, which is why she thought he was standing her up. They need 
to address this. Let Otis and Mandy finally have that conversation so that Mandy can say, I never sent that text. Then they can try and figure out where that text came from. Then they find out it's Sonya Deville. Then you can have the eventual Mandy Rose and Otis versus Dolph and Sonya match. That's the match you need to have, but you have to get there. And I'm not saying that this is the match you have to have because of anything other than the way they set the story up. From the beginning, these are the seeds that were planted. These are the parts that were that were put in place. You had <clears throat> Sonya Deville, you know, repeatedly mentioned that Dolph is more um, Mandy Rose's speed. We've had multiple occasions of seemingly multiple interests between Mandy Rose and Otis, and then the confusion. So it just makes all the sense in the world. I'm the one who sent him that text message. I thought you and Dolph made more sense. Why would you do that? Who are you to meddle into my love life? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking out for you. Whack, whack, whack. <coughs> Otis, I'm sorry. Yada, yada, yada. Dolph was in on it the whole time because we need to have some sort of motivation for Mandy to leave Dolph. So Dolph has to be on it the whole time. How could you, Dolph? This is all based on a lie. I don't even know who you are anymore. Get out of my face. Spend the next few weeks building up those two sides. You build up the relationship between um, Otis and Mandy. Then you have the match. And when Otis and Mandy win, after the pinfall, they celebrate with Mandy giving Otis a kiss. And you call it a day. <clears throat> you want stupid soap opera drama? There's your stupid soap opera drama that makes sense. But what do I know? I'm just a buffoon with the bro with the podcast in my living room on a microphone by myself in the middle of COVID nineteen. Anyway, main event of SmackDown was the Usos versus the New Day, and the winners would face Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania for the tag titles. Miz and Morrison. Interference in the match. Match gets thrown out. So Michael Cole announces <clears throat> that they won't be facing the Miz. Uh, they won't be facing the Usos or the New Day. They'll be facing the Usos and the New Day in a triple threat ladder match. Sure, whatever. Don't care. So this weekend wrestling has been really weird. You know, you have. Two companies who are trying their darndest to figure out how to progress their own brands and what that means for them. Then you have the rest of the wrestling world on hold. You have Raw. I mean, you have WWE who's trying to figure out how to do WrestleMania. They're trying to figure out how to save their ratings because their ratings continue to drop. Their stocks are plummeting. They're trying to figure out, you know... Everything they need to figure out about their company. Apparently, <clears throat> the WWE Network is currently not available in Saudi Arabia. So, something's going on with that deal. They just cut a deal with ESPN. So, ESPN's now airing old WrestleManias, which boosted their ratings a ton. Which is hilarious to me, by the way. That WrestleMania's boosting up ESPN's ratings, but WWE's weekly can't do anything for themselves. Whatever. 
so you have WWE who's trying on all fronts to, you know, hold themselves together while AEW is just trying to figure out how to put on the best show every week. Now, granted, we have two very different companies who are in two different two very different places. We have one as a publicly traded company that's really trying to keep their money in order, to keep their roster in order, keep their stories in order. It's like it's all about the big picture with them because they have to think that way because they're a publicly traded company. They have a board of directors to answer to. You know, Vince sold some stocks that allow him control for four years, but immediate uh, financial compensation. It's a whole thing. AEW, they have they they don't owe anyone anything. It's them and TNT. TNT's happy, they're happy. That's it. So, wrestling world right now is like the rest of the world. Interesting, confusing, kind of annoying, somewhat devastating. We just wait for normality. And this is in no way trying to equate the the horrors of what's going on all over the world to professional wrestling. I, you know, I made that comparison lightly, but I don't take what's going on in the world lightly. So, you know, I apologize if that remark offended anybody in any, in any sort of way. I'm trying to make the sense of all this the same way you guys are. Um, but you know, in professional wrestling, there are good seeds, and sometimes there's also bad seeds. But no matter what, they all contribute to the tree, the garden, and the forest that is professional wrestling. And even though the world's gone up in smoke, it doesn't change the fact that these things all happen. We get, we got, we got to feed the forest. We got to feed the garden, feed the tree. Um, my good seed for the week is gonna go. I guess I'll give it to Kenny versus um, Sammy. It was a good match. It was a really good match. I dig it. Um, and my bad seed for the week. You know, it's tough because no one really did anything too harmful. I'll give it to WWE, not as a whole, but just because of their whole Roman Bane switch thing. I don't like that. I never have. I'm not a fan of the Bane switch. Whether it was Stone Cold, that Survivor Series, where, you know, he got hit by the car, even though they all knew he wasn't going to be able to perform that night. Between that and this, like, not between that and this, but I'm saying that they have a tendency to do the Bane switch, and I hate it. So every time they do, I'm going to give them a thumbs down or a bad seed. In this case, it's a bad seed. So my bad seed goes to the bait and switch on Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. But that's all there is, guys. That's... That's it. There's nothing else for me to, like, flood your ears with. Nothing else happened. There's no New Japan. There's no Ring of Honor. There's no Impact. There's you know, there's no Evolve. There's no ICW. There's, there's nothing. So, <clears throat> you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. You've been listening to me. You poor souls, you've been listening to me and only me on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples at Apples. Grapples are number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you could be listening to us on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. We tell you that every week. We can't stress it enough. 
Don't forget to check out our social media pages. Facebook.com, Twitter.com, slash Grapples, Apples, is Grapples, the number two Apples. We try and be on there, but if you like, you know, you guys aren't engaging, it's kind of tough for us to engage with nobody. You know, so you got to get on there. So get on there, like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to get us in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. We really appreciate it, especially in times like these. You know, we got to stick together, entertain each other, be there for each other. So, let's do this together. As always, I've been one of your hosts. Tonight, I'm your only host. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because you know what? That's who I is. That's who I is. Now, I want you to all remember to stay safe, take care of yourselves. If you can, stay home. If you have to go out, keep six feet distance from people outside. If you work in essential services, <clears throat> you know, wear gloves, wear a mask, do whatever you got to do. Take care of yourself. And if you are someone who is working in the medical field, doctors, lawyers, not lawyers, doctors, nurses, etc., my, my hearts and thanks go out to you. You know, you guys are on the, on the front, front lines and really hope you're all well. So until then... Don't forget to check to catch us this week, next week, and every other week. It's an apple a day, keeping bad wrestling real. Peace.